1: Here she is, fight. Andrea Kaye.
2: I'm T. TNT. I'm
1: dynamite. TNT. And I'll win the fight. TNT. I'm a power load.
2: TNT. Let me
0: explode. Oh, it's exploding all over the Republican Party in the House. And let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad to see the breaking news today. We're going to talk about what's going on there with the House Republican leadership. Breaking news there. And it ain't looking good for Liz Warmonger Cheney. We're going to talk about that and more on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys with me. I am dynamite in a dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week here on The Answer San Diego. We are streaming live right now on the Facebook page for The Answer San Diego, as well as in our private little group, K-A-N-I-A-C-S, spelled K-A-Y-E-N-I-A-C-S. If you would like to join us there, uh, please go to that page and ask uh, to uh, join the group. We'll ask you a couple of questions just to make sure you're not, you know, um, um, some Hillary bot <laughs> uh, or one of them DHS bots right um, anyway we're, also follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and Instagram uh, speaking of all these social media accounts there's some breaking news there as well um, but here's a number for you to jot down here's some info 888-344-1170 feel free to weigh in on any of the topics of the day speaking of weighing in we've got my man the myth the legend
3: it's DJ Potato Skins I think this they might have left <laughs>
1: DJ Potato Skins DJ DJ Skin.
3: off the manifesto, but it'll be back winning, winning, winning.
1: Headed into the show, I knew I left something indeed off the manifesto and it wasn't me, Mr. President. I actually have in my hands, my producer hands, all of Andrea's news articles for the day and uh, (laughs) I didn't bring them into you? So I got to do that during the break. Well, you can do that during the break because we still have lots of show left. We've got uh, Wendy Patrick, breaking news
0: today. So, So much breaking news. There was breaking news today this afternoon that Derek Chauvin and his attorneys have filed a motion for a new trial and on the basis of jury misconduct as well as media interference and influence and so of course i had to reach out to my favorite legal analyst and pundit which is wendy patrick and she's going to be here at 6 30 to answer questions from i mean this is somebody who's prosecuted cases for 25 years so you definitely want to hear from wendy as to what she thinks the uh, what are the chances that chauvin has of getting a new trial do, do they even have real legal grounds or is it just you know supposition that we or our own f- feelings That he got a bad shake. We also have crazy breaking news in the coronavirus situation to share with you guys. So Karen Cataline, who hasn't been on the show in a while, she's a phenomenal radio show host, a blogger, just a, a funny gal an all-around good conservative who's going to be here after the break, um, first break. So you're going to definitely want to stay tuned for Kieran Cataline because let's just say if you hadn't heard this story, D.C. has gone footloose. Um, okay, so in in terms of what's happening with the Republican Party, we know that Liz Cheney should have never retained her leadership position back when she voted to convict President Trump, voted to impeach him, uh, for the January 6th when he was charged for a crime, charged with inciting an insurrection. We now know it was, we know at the time it wasn't an insurrection. We knew at the time that he told people to peacefully... Yeah, what
1: part of peacefully do you not get?
0: Yeah, yeah. What part of peaceful... I mean, I, we understand, Liz Cheney, you know, that, uh, you know, your DNA is all about warmongering. Um, and, you know, you've never seen a war that, you know, you you didn't want to embrace. But there was no war language here. There was nobody inciting anything here. And so, uh, after that, she, she every district in her state voted to have her censured. Somehow the Republican Party was dumb enough to keep her in leadership. Since then, she's been hanging by a thread. Her recent comments of attacking President Trump and saying that basically anybody who questions, because if you're going to attack Trump for questioning the outcome of the election, you're questioning the 90% Percent of the Trump 75 million Trump voters who also questioned the election that that put her on board with the Democrats seeking to declare 75 million Trump supporters as domestic terrorists. And that's what she did yesterday. So Kevin McCarthy was caught on a hot mic saying, I'm done with her. I, I've had it with this woman. So then fast forward, you all know that little background, or if you didn't, you're caught up. At, uh, uh, that was before today. Now what's happened is they've actually started um, going and, and whipping votes against her. And even people who voted in January to keep her in her leadership position are now saying, we're done with you. And they're looking to their, – their, the word is – that Stefanik out of New York, who a lot of people didn't know who Stefanik was out of New York until the impeachments of, of last year that involved Ukraine, and she was the New York lawmaker that just absolutely brilliantly dismantled Every person who came before her, before her, in particular, if my memory serves, she completely destroyed uh, one of the ambassadors, the, the, the gal, I think it was Fiona Hill, completely destroyed her in terms of her alleging that nobody had any concerns about Hunter Biden and what was going on with Ukraine. And then she was completely destroyed and, and forced to acknowledge that, yeah, kind of everybody knew that it was a problem with Hunter Biden and Burisma and all of that. So she did a brilliant job of defending Trump and and according to uh, let's see uh, not, how, not, M- not McCarthy, but somebody who's a part, um, oh shoot, I don't see who it is here, who's, who's one of the whips there said that she's got the votes. She's got the votes. So evidently they're going to be taking a vote now that they've found that she's got enough support um, that they're going to be taking a vote. I think it is on May 12th. So I think that what does that give you any hope for the Republican Party? skins
1: no you and i were talking about it you know off the show and you know is that good yes but i still need to see more before my hope is restored i'm you know i'm still in the camp i think a third party was a better option
0: Yeah. Jeremy Adler, who is Cheney's spokesperson, said this is about whether the Republican Party is going to perpetuate lies about the 2020 election. Liz will not do that. You know, for for, if that's how she's going to fight is to continue to double down on the same message that's put her in this position. Great. Absolutely great because that's how she is destined uh, to completely lose her position. Jim Jordan has has um, stated that uh, Stefanik would do a great job. He's ready to make that change there. Um, it, um, it, oh, it was an unnamed member of the Republican Study Committee who has said that she has the votes. So we'll see what happens. What are your, what what are your thoughts?
1: Same question to you.
0: Well, I think that I think that that many people are kind of wising up. McCarthy is kind of wising up, and others. I think that he is, it, yeah. it, that if they want to have any chance of staying, staying. In any way, uh, a, a credible to get another dime out of, out of Republican voters, you know, to to not only have support from any anybody out there. They he knows seventy five million Trump supporters agree with Trump and what he's saying here, and that they I think if 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 he could keep Liz Cheney. I think they would. But I think the problem is Liz Cheney has made herself too radioactive and now they're having to throw her aside. No different right? Mitt Romney. Right. Exactly. So they're having to throw her aside because she's she's become too radioactive. And so it's almost from appearances. So I'm not convinced yet. I have to see action behind no, I need this. More. I need more. I got to see action behind this. Other breaking news today is what we've been supposedly waiting for happened today. A couple of months ago, one of Trump's uh, key people came out and said that that uh, Trump, Trump and his people were working on a new social media platform. So today it was actually on Newsmax when the story broke. Breaking news. Trump, his, his new communica- communications platform, as I think how they described it, uh, has been unveiled. And so um, as Heather Childers and Bob Sellers were looking at it and describing it, you know, it, 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 it as Bob Sellers said, that doesn't really look very platform-esque, and it's basically not, is it, Skins? No, it's
1: more like a blog, and, and you and I, again, talked about this off the air. Makes me wonder if this was what the original idea was or if they talked him down from more of the social media-type platform.
0: I, yeah, I don't know, because, you know, that's a bait and switch, in, in my opinion, that somebody came out two months ago, and I don't remember who it was, if it was Jason Miller or Stephen Miller. I think they both have the same last name. There was a clear perception that was given to the, to the people out there that he was going to have a social media platform. This is a blog. If you want to subscribe to it, great, but that's not a platform. So, you know, it's being misrepresented as a platform. I don't know if he was talked off of it, because the people who created this site are the same people who created the rnc site this is just a site with a blog maybe there's more to come maybe there's more to come but this right now this is not the solution that we need and we got to set the record straight as to what this is about we're going to take a break and we come back more andrea show coming up with karen cataline and then wendy patrick later to talk about the show stay tuned
3: sure to follow andrea k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like her fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e it's the andrea k show on
1: the answer san diego
0: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. Uh, before we go to our next break, I want to wrap up what I was saying about Trump's uh, new site. It's not a platform. There's nothing wrong with doing a blog, right? There's
1: nothing wrong with a website. No, it's great to know that people have a place to go to see what's on Trump's mind, but it is not a social media platform.
0: No, it's not. And it's important that we clarify that because as we were talking about on last night's show with the DHS, uh, we all know the ways that social media has been cracking down on conservatives it has been a platform to steal our data, to use our data against us. We know that it's been a platform for them now to target us for persecution. Uh, we uh, it, it is, As the DHS just announced yesterday, that they are going to be hiring private people to lie about who they are, to infiltrate groups in order to report back to the DHS Careful on us. So, yeah, so as, as Dinesh D'Souza said today in an interview when he was asked about it, he's like, there's nothing wrong with doing, doing this, but it is not what we need. We desperately need need a new social media platform that allows us the opportunity to go and speak freely without our data being sold off on us without us being trolled and monitored without government intrusion and without us being controlled that's what we need okay um Speaking of expressing themselves, I haven't had this gal on my show in a while. And when I, when I saw a couple of stories today that happened, I thought of Karen Cataline because there's some craziness happening at venues across the country from D.C. and beyond. And she joins me now. Now, Karen Cataline, spelled K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E. You can go to KarenCataline.com where you can listen to her show, Spouting Off. You can read her blog articles and find out more about her and she joins me now. Hello, Karen. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Good to talk to you,
2: Andrea. Thanks
0: uh, for having me. Well, thanks. You know, do you know anybody that's got that board game called Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Because I was thinking about that today when I found out that the D.C. mayor has announced that there won't be any dancing at weddings.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds awful, foot loose, right? Uh, Yeah, I didn't know that that Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, which seems ancient now, was actually a board game. I thought it was one of those games you played in, you know, with no board at all, all you had to do is go around the room and <laughs> and see how someone was related to Kevin Bacon. Not someone, but some movie uh, somewhere. But those that seems so quaint today, doesn't it, Andrew?
0: Well, I know that's back when we had simple times, right? Back when when yeah. uh, you were allowed to say insane things like you know, men are men and and, and women are women, right? That was back when oh, we we no. when we were free okay. to to leave our homes and go about our business, right, and risk life and limb in terms of contracting the flu. Um but here we are a year later for those who haven't heard this crazy story Karen Cataline. We're a year later mm-hmm. from yeah. uh 14 days to flatten the curve even though a third of the country has been vaccinated. We don't have a hospital crisis in this country. So we you know the curve's been flattened. Um there's all kinds of PPE everywhere. We've got a 99.9% recovery rate. The DC mayor has decided to ban dancing at weddings, right? Yeah
2: yeah especially if they're religious you know if, if there's a religious wedding now if it's not a not if it's a non-religious wedding then you can but see what you're talking about i love how in your face straight up honest you are and have always been andrea And that is it begs the question whether any of this was real and genuine in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, no, it was not. It was always used as an excuse to uh, create submission, to erase individuality, to uh, uh, make us all look and act and behave alike. Now people see the PSYOP of the mask, which was the jump of jump the shark moment. And yet people mutter under their masks how ridiculous it is, but they don't stand up. I think people are standing up more, but we need so many more to stand up before this is going to, make any kind of difference. because stand up. You're right, because when you look at weddings,
0: at the insanity of this, and they didn't just say you can't dance, because at first I was like, um, well, there's ways to get around this, because, you know, define dance, right? So if I stand in place and I do, like, you know, the bump, my sister and I, we, you know, you can't get us off a of dance floor, right? We do all the 70s moves, like we, you know, and even the 60s moves, where you can stand in place and do that. Yeah. So I thought, there's ways I could get around that, but you can't even stand now at these weddings. If you didn't understand I can't stand stand weddings. No. I can stand (laughs) weddings, but now you can't stand yeah, you can't stand. Yeah, that—that's a part of what the D.C. mayor said. That you not only can't dance, you can't stand. And when this and people were like, "Well, there's no way they can enforce this," and I thought, "Don't laugh this off." They are okay. literally sitting around thinking of ways that they can they can pretend that they're opening up, yet still keeping the grip
2: of control on us. Right. This is this and it's is not the, about dancing. No, it's about obedience.
1: You know yes. what reminds
2: me of what? when I was in musical theater a hundred years ago. Uh-huh. I was I did a role in a in a musical comedy in which it was Hello Dolly mm-hmm. and Vander Gelder says, We don't dance Miss Money we're Presbyterian. <laughs> <laughs> well, let now, me tell you. Is it the left is all Presbyterian now, maybe? Well, look, you know,
0: this is worse. And I grew up Southern Baptist, okay? And we and they had cotillions where I'm from and they, everything had to be prim and proper. And we could at least still dance. I mean, there'd be somebody making sure there was no body contact, but you could at least dance. This is ridiculous here. And this is, this is it, it, we should have pa- jumped the shark. And when the story broke, people were like, well, there's no way they can enforce this this and they people laughed it off no this is not the time to laugh this off and just brush this no. off as insane because there's lots of ways they can enforce it what they can do is these venues can say look bride and groom your family and friends better comply or we're going to kick them out and then people will comply because they don't want to miss somebody's special day so they're hijacking people's special day uh, in order to maintain and
2: control so none of their business And you see, you and I, I mean, regardless of how long it's been since you've talked, we've talked, Mm -hmm. I I and you, we were both Paulette Revere. Yes. Telling people do not comply with these masks. Yes. You comply with the masks over a year ago and pretty soon it's going to be forced. Everything, and they're never satisfied. They're never going to be satisfied. No, they're going to get into every. They already are in every aspect of your of your business and of your life. Mm-hmm. And 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 then question the motive. What's the motive for doing all this? Um, Yes, they can enforce not dancing and these preposterously stupid things. Why? Because they want to abolish the police. Who do you think they want to replace with the police? And this is a deadly serious thing. We love to laugh, but this is a deadly serious thing. Do you think that abolishing the police, they're not going to install their own brown shirts and federal police to uh, see whether people are dancing at weddings or not um this is very very disturbing and they're depending on the ignorance and the complacency of the public to allow them to do to us whatever they want. Well yeah, in fact, this reminds
0: me of last summer here in California where you could you could walk on the beach but you could not stand or sit on the beach. And we actually had a mayor who's supposed to be a Republican and conservative standing out there on a bullhorn telling people keep moving, keep moving. In fact, Drew Brees, NFL quarterback, has had little kids that were was hot and the kids just wanted to stop and it was like, "No, they were they were hustled along." That was a year ago and we had people complying with that insanity. If 2 million people had come to Southern California and parked themselves in a chair on the beach, that we we, we should have done that then. But we, the American people have been lulled into submission and bought this notion of you can have your freedoms back if you comply now. Well, and that's when when we were doomed. I don't have time. do to- for your freedoms from people who took them away. Exactly. That's what I said on Newsmax today. Everybody's heralding, Governor DeSantis is the best governor in California, but I'm still not going to pat him on the back and say thank Thank you. Praise you, Governor DeSantis, for giving back freedoms that should have never been taken in the first
2: place. And I'm glad he's doing it, because sometimes you have to use the force of law to protect your constituents in Florida. And you may not know this, but I I moved from Colorado to Texas. I'm looking at a beautiful sunset in Texas. And uh, and and I, I may say I wrote a piece about the Berlin Wall and how we have a Berlin Wall in America now. We have free states and we have slave states. And people are flocking to the free states. And what's going to happen? Are they going to be building a Berlin Wall around New York and California to keep people in? Bullies have to have people to bully. That's why they have walls to keep them in.
0: Well, that's a good point. No, I had no and nobody said it but you, Karen Cataline. Hey, everybody go to KarenCataline.com for more information. Listen to her show, read her blog post. Thank you for being here, my dear friend.
2: It is great to talk, to Andrew. Be well.
0: Thank Take you. Care. Thank you. Now y'all stay tuned because we got another favorite of ours. Wendy Patrick's gonna be here to talk about the breaking news today that Derek Chauvin has filed for a motion for a retrial. Will he succeed? Wendy will answer that question.
3: Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook fan page at
1: Andrea K, Kay.
3: spelled K A Y E.
1: Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. As soon as I heard the breaking news that Derek Chauvin's attorneys had filed for a motion for retrial, my fingers were popping to get Ms. Wendy Patrick. Host of today with Dr. Wendy here that you can listen to on Saturdays at 6 p.m. Phenomenal legal analyst. I begged her to come on the show. She's always in hot demand anytime there's breaking legal news. And she joins me now. Hello, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Thanks for being here.
4: Hey, Andrea. It is always such a pleasure to be on with you. I love your enthusiasm for every one of the subjects you and I discuss together. Well, thank
0: you. Um, okay, so Chauvin's attorneys have filed a motion for retrial. Now, the grounds are supposedly jury misconduct as well as media influence. Specifically, what is he claiming and what do you think his chances are of being successful?
4: Yeah, so the the grounds for a new trial, which will no doubt be the same grounds for appeal, all stem from pre-trial publicity. Um, they, it's the change of venue. They said that the jury should have been sequestered. So in other words, the defense was asking the court to move the trial and confine the jurors, right? That's all those civic-minded men and women want after a year of quarantine and lockdown, right? more confinement. <laughs> right. But now there's this additional charge. Now there's this juror that has been very vocal on the media talking about um, admitting that, yes, those are photos that went viral of him at a rally last year with a a T-shirt talking about, you know, get your knee up our neck. So this is now casting doubt on the the impartiality of that jury, Andrea. So it gives the defense just one more thing to argue in their quest for a new trial. So...
0: With this, with this guy who was seen wearing a T-shirt, it's been discovered uh, that this juror uh, wore uh, not just a Black Lives Matter gear, but he also had a T-shirt, supposedly, uh, with George Floyd on it. Um, there's, there's allegations that he had perjured himself in the jury selection process, but it also begs the question, how is this surfacing now and why didn't they know this before?
4: Yeah, it's surfacing now because somebody came across the photo. And he, you know, he's been on the talk show circuit. He is no stranger to being interviewed about this. Um, And he was photographed on social media attending that August 28th protest in Washington, D.C. So, you know, he's talking about not being asked directly whether he was at that rally. He says he doesn't remember wearing the shirt. He only went to D.C. because he'd never been there. So he's sort of distancing himself from the question that were asked, because you're correct, that would be a very serious allegation to have been intentionally dishonest on the jury selection form. You also remember Andrea answered questions in court from both the prosecutor and the defense attorney. And of course, this was all overseen by the judge. So what the court's going to have to consider is whether or not that was something intentional, whether it was inadvertent, but be that as it may, the court will also be considering what impact, if any, the court believes it had on the fairness of the trial. Because, hey, we not only get a jury of our the Yeah, right. Like, that's mm-hmm. really hard to do. Right. But we do get a fair and impartial jury. Both sides want to make sure that that happens. So that's going to be something a judge is going to have to consider and analyze. Well,
0: and, and how does he reach a conclusion, though? Because you know, once, how do you put that toothpaste back in the tube? How do you, he can't get inside the heads and crawl around inside the jurors to know whether or not um, the, what the influence was. That's why you have to do things on the front end, right? Because be- you Because you can't deal with it on the back end. This is why it was, it was outrageous that the city decided to hold a press conference announcing in the middle of jury selection, $27 million going to the family. You, how, how do you, how does the defense prove that that didn't carry weight? But how do you prove that it didn't? Of course it had to impact because that's basically the city coming out and saying publicly in the middle of jury selection that this man was guilty, right? And that's just one aspect of it.
4: It's, it is just one aspect of it. There's a lot of other things that defense will likely argue along those same lines, Andrea. One of them is this potential retribution that the jurors may have worried about. Now, I understand that they may say, no, we really weren't worried about that. So, you know, it, on the one hand, ch- judges are very loath to invade the deliberative process. And that's an uphill battle to ask a court to say, yes, well, you know, um, at least this one vocal juror that's speaking out says, no, you know, we didn't feel like we were threatened. But it's quite another thing to say, well, they may say that and this one juror may represent that, but isn't it true that there were articles being published about who those jurors were? Obviously not by name and certainly not by complete identifying information, but they were talking about what some of them did for a living their race, some of their background, where they live. Mm-hmm. Some jurors may have worried whether, well, did that identifying information, did did that suggest it was me? Now, I don't know which way a court's going to rule, but the, that's sort of the balance of the equities that any court reviewing a case this high profile is going to have to wade through in this new trial motion.
0: Well, it's just disturbing to me because there's no way I would hope that the judge would apply some common sense. But then again, if, if, if just common sense, because there's no way to prove either way you know the jury you know of course this jury is going to come out and said oh you know we weren't influenced yeah we we were only nervous and only feeling pressured because of the moment not not because of the outcome because the jury's not going to admit that they were influenced right uh, of, of course not this is why we need the judges to be making to be applying common sense in the front not no defendant i don't care who they are and i don't think chauvin is a good guy you know based upon his record but we we, we should all hope that we have the chance at a fair trial when we are sitting at the defense table. And that means that we don't have so much publicity against us where we are declared declared and considered guilty by the public in advance with very little chance of being found innocent on the back end where we've got, you know, a city declaring us guilty which is what they did with that press conference and no jury being sequestered. Uh, you know, it, it's, I don't know how this could have been considered a fair trial even, and it may be. But, but how, could, how could you feel if you were him? How could you feel that it was fair? And nobody should ever be sitting in his position, in my opinion, Wendy Patrick.
4: Yeah, you know, one of the things you and I talked about, I believe, on the front end regarding the trial publicity surrounding this sensationalized case, I mean, never I I want to say not since O.J. have we talked so much about a case as this one. I mean, we could have moved it to the moon, I like to say, and there there would have been jurors up there that had heard about the case. However, even in that environment, Andrea, we pick juries every day that, that assure both sides and the court that they... can be fair and impartial. So it is always such an uphill battle, even with the litany of objections that you so carefully laid out, which I agree with. Those will be the objections the defense will use. Even with all that laid out, it is still an uphill battle. Not impossible, Andrea, but very, very challenging, even given all those equities for this defense team to somehow circumvent that. Because remember that they said, look, this is a jury that was threatened and intimidated. That's what the defense said. But this judge ruled Already on all those objections. So the question would be: this is revelations about this one juror, is that going to turn the tide? Very very challenging.
0: Well, I think it should because I am somebody that I don't have a dog in the hunt, except my belief in our our system uh, that is supposed to be based on innocent until proven guilty. And I want, and I would rather a guilty person go free than to ever to take the risk of it of uh, an innocent person being railroaded or or to have somebody pierce through our justice system and destroy uh, the principles of innocent until proven guilty, and that our government. And our government needs to be held to to the burden of proof um, that is beyond a reasonable doubt. And I still believe in that. And and it's disturbing. I think that one jury alone, if he was if he was actually wearing a shirt that had to do with the knee and that was pro George Floyd, he had no business, in my opinion, being on the jury if he was participating in a rally.
4: And that's why the questionnaire was so specific. It first asked the jurors if they'd participated in any type of a George Floyd rally in in Minneapolis, but then it went further than that and asked the question more broadly as to whether jurors had been involved in things, protesting police, I'm being being intentionally vague, because the questions were designed to sweep in attendance at similar events. And that is why this is so problematic and why it's gotten the press that it has, because wouldn't this juror have recognized that that question was asking about attendance at rallies, like the one that he attended, which, by the way, was also attended by the family of George Floyd, who actually spoke at the event.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, the outcome may be the out, the outcome may not be any different if they were to retrial. But I think in the interest of, you know, public good, as well as the entrance, the the interest in our justice system and pre- preserving its integrity, I think I would like to think and I don't know the legalities of it. And you can't say whether or not, you know, you can't project and say what should happen. And because you're, you're, you've got too much integrity to do that. But I will say from my opinion, Opinion. I would I would like to see him retried in the interest of preserving integrity. Um, Dr. Wendy Patrick, thank you so much for being here. Um, I think you're actually going to be at an event with me on Thursday are you?
4: I am. I'm going to be giving one of the prayers at the uh, prayer event that you're moderating on Thursday. That's going to be a great time. Yeah. So you guys, we're
0: uh, Wendy and I are going to be uh, participating in the National Day of Prayer for the San Diego Downtown Fellowship, and so that's going to be streaming live. And so please do tune in uh, for that because now more than ever, we need to be praying over our nation, and amen. Pr- and, right, and praying over a healing, and praying over you know unity over division. And uh, you also need to tune in to Dr. Wendy every Saturday at 6 p.m. for Today with Dr. Wendy. Thank you so much for being here. See you Thursday. See you Thursday. Thanks, Andrea. All right. Before we take a break, we're going to go to the phones. I think Frank from San Diego is waiting on the line. Hello, Frank.
3: Hey, what's up? How's it going, Andrew?
0: I'm doing good. What's on your mind, my dear friend?
3: Okay, so, uh, you know, everyone knows now after the trial's over that the FBI was waiting in the wings to re-arrest him if he was acquitted. So how does that become a fair trial in the first place?
0: Well, that's a good point because, you know, basically he had been so declared uh, guilty, uh, with no chance of proving his innocence that if the jury hadn't gone the way that they wanted they were prepared to slap cuffs on him and charge him with civil rights violations in fact they're going back to 2017 and whatever you think went on with the knee on the neck and whether or not you think he caused the death of George Floyd it had nothing to do with his skin color this was all about using this man to push an agenda which was about declaring uh, America as being systemically racist and he's being scapegoated and that's why I would like to see him get an actual fair trial. I don't know that it's possible to happen in this country, though.
3: Well, you know, the, the other point is, too, that the FBI has now become part of the, you know, the left-wing mob. And it's unbelievable that the bar investigation hasn't surfaced. Everything's been pushed aside. Mm-hmm. And Giuliani is being targeted by the FBI. Great so point, the point, Frank.
0: Great point, because, you know, I think the we do we need police reform in this country. Yeah, but I'm kind of thinking the police reform that we need might be with the at the federal level with our weaponized FBI that is that is ignoring BLM and Antifa rioters that are burning down businesses and lock, burn, burning down buildings that they've locked people in, etc. While they're still sending out pictures to try to ra- gra- arrest anybody who was at a rally, they're targeting Giuliani. They're completely weaponized. To me, that's a that's a, 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 a a form of police brutality that nobody's talking about
3: exactly and i had i had a little one for you today um it goes like this um we have lost our country to the man who sold the world oh good one all right frank frank the poet thank you for being
0: here frank (laughs) appreciate it love your show show poet yeah thank you so much frank Appreciate it. All right. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to wrap up the show. We got more topics to get into, so don't go away. And if you want to call in like Frank, and you don't even have to give us a poem, 888 344 1170.
3: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K A Y E.
1: You're listening to the Andrea Kay Show on the Answer San Diego.
0: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, so vaccines. Right. As of right now, um, nobody's trying to force you to take a vaccine, which as it should be, um, we're not forced to take a flu shot every year. Yeah,
1: uh, Biden's got some hefty goals now. Yeah,
0: he's got some hefty goals. Um, I think that the way they're going to go about it is I think that they the plan will be to force us to be vac- vaccinated. I think there's a few different ways they're going to go about it. One way is with vaccine segregation. Um, and that is an idea that's uh, making its way across the country at different event venues. Um, I've heard that that's coming here at Petco Park. Um, it's also been... it's and that's the
1: idea where you have to be in a separate section if you're vaccinated as opposed to your, if you're unvaccinated.
0: Right. And in, in Washington, I'm not sure how it's going to work at Petco Park. In Washington State, um, they're, they're sporting other entertainment venues will add vaccinated sections to their seating arrangements and by doing so they can increase their capacity by thousands of people according to Governor Jay Inslee's office. So um, basically, uh, so a couple things here. So first of all, um, by segregating, I mean isn't this isn't this typical of Democrats? Right? I mean they are the party of division. They're a party of segregation, divide- in every way. in every way. Right? The the party that uh, segregated black people from white people. Right? And and this is this is another way of telling uh, the underclass that you're not worthy, you're inferior. And if
1: this doesn't scream communism and people don't get it, I don't know what to tell them.
0: Right. Right. Uh, and, and one of the things that it does too is by segregating people out and telling these, uh, the unvaccinated people, you're inferior, you're, you're unworthy. It's also a way of dangling the carrot like the guy, uh, the KGB guy from the 1984 interview who was saying one of the, f- the four phases, right, of um, t- I- I- ideological takeover of the United States, uh, one phase was a normalization which involved crisis and that's a way that you punish people for not complying as a part of the crisis Demands, or or another way of it is you withhold freedom and you dangle a carrot in front of them. So this is the way that to dangle a carrot, right? You can go, you can go to that ballpark, but with, you got to sit in this other section. You got to sit in this other section, and if that means splitting the family up, you are going to be, you are you are not going to be with your loved ones. You are going to be shamed. Uh, they're going to dangle the carrot, and then you know it's kind of like Karen Cataline and I were talking earlier. I'm not, I am uh, I we we're in a position now to where we're so conditioned that people are like patting you know DeSantis on the back that he's restoring freedoms that he never had a right. Nobody ever had a right to take away. We're being conditioned. This is kind of like
1: for now, Andrea. I even foresee it where you want to go to that event at all. You got to get vaccinated.
0: Well, of course. I mean, that's the next step. They do everything in phases. Everything is in phases and everything is meant to. You're never, ever going to. at, with their plan you notice that there's never an end in which we are back to being completely free they got our freedoms away from us they got us to comply and now we're conditioned to have them controlling us and we're supposed to be grateful that we ever get any freedom right we're, we're now like in um, the hole where we're ca- held captive and the guy up above the hole is making man flesh suits if you remember the movie and he's saying look I'll let you out you know if you're good you know i'll give you 5 minutes of freedom and then then if you if you know anything about what happens to people who are held captive they're grateful to have any 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 freedom. In fact, this is why the the girl from Utah, Elizabeth Smart, ended up. Um, actually, when she had chances at freedom, after a while, she had been so conditioned to her captors and to be under his control that when she had an opportunity for freedom, she didn't take it. We're all Elizabeth Smart now, right? And we got to we got to. And and when you look at the fine print in Washington, first of all, the terms and conditions are so like if you're for this for what it takes to even be approved if you've been vaccinated if you've had the Moderna one this is the process if you've had the other one you've got to have this but then you got to wait two weeks when it comes to kids they've got different requirements from the ages zero to two to ages two to 15 and 16 and up and if you can manage to jump through all those hoops successfully
1: guess what you still got to wear a mask that's where I, I don't. if you're listening to us right now, how does it you're supposed to return to normal? See, you oh, know, the vaccine's on the way. You get the vaccine. Nope. Uh, all that stuff. You still got to do it. Because it's not about never about public it's, health. It's
0: not about public health. It is all about control. All about control. And um, not, but we've become so go along to, get, you know, get get along to go along to get along or get along to go along, kind of whatever the old statement is. I mean, that's where we're at. You know, we the, there's not enough of us willing to march, willing to do what we need to do to willing to be uncomfortable. Um, and that's one of the reasons why it was brilliant on the part of the left to do this with masks, because you can get used to wearing a mask, right? You know, oh, gee, first they lock us down. And then it's like, you know what? You can leave your house if you wear a mask. Well, you know what? I'm so grateful to get out. I'll throw this little thing over my face even though i know it doesn't work right um you know i'm so grateful to go to the beach that yeah i got kevin faulkner yelling at me on a on a bullhorn but you know i'm glad i'm at least out in the sunshine right when we should have always been out in the sunshine because we need the vitamin d
1: and it cracks me up because the 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 (laughs) science for months now has not backed up these masks yet people just continue to say well it, it makes me safer
0: None of this has anything to do with science. Jen Psaki had to agree today um, that the news broke that the school unions were the ones that crafted the guidelines from the CDC. The CDC telling you that your kids can't go to school. Oh, we just can't take that chance. You know, we got these teachers and then they might go home to grandma. You know who was writing all these CDC guidelines? It wasn't any scientists anywhere. It was the teachers unions. This was never about science. There is no data behind any of this. But it's so discouraging when you go on um, social media and you see these lefty people who still believe this nonsense. And you know why they believe it in part, Skins? Because we have a mainstream media that is still lying to the American people.
1: A, they lie each and every day and unless you do your own re, your own research like you and I and there are a lot of people that do that but unless you do you're in the dark well how about also the Republican Party that is continuing to go into Congress like even Ted Cruz that's A bigger part said, of the problem than the Democrats right because even
0: Ted Cruz said before uh, like a few weeks ago I'm done wearing a mask in Congress now and I didn't even like the fact that he based that decision on uh, on the vaccine because like and, and I that's a problem I have with DeSantis right now when he says I'm releasing I'm removing all these emergency orders. We've got the vaccine. Why are you... You know, we've embraced the vaccine. I'm I'm hearing, not just DeSantis, but I listened to conservative media yesterday across the board, a lot of radio shows here locally, national shows. Um, I watched a lot of conservative TV on different outlets, and, I, and I'm not even talking about Fox News. And there was every conservative outlet I heard was tying the removal of masks to vaccines. That is not... A freedom argument. That is not an argument for liberty as it skins.
1: No. End of the day, you should be, if you want to take the vaccine, do it. If you don't, don't. And there should be no outside influence, period, other than informing yourself about what you want to do for your body and your family.
0: There should be, you know, what we should have in this country right now is we should have enough Americans that are freedom loving to say, I'm not going to not and have nobody show up at a ballpark that segregates people to try to turn Americans into second class citizens to shame them in order to bully them and to taking a vaccine. Vaccine that they may or may not want. And, you know, we and we should not have anybody in the Republican Party vaccinated or not wearing a mask into Congress. What are they going to do? I would love to see the video of some sergeant in arms or some Capitol police hauling out or pushing, you know, uh, uh, a Republican senator out because he took a mask off.
1: And again, Andrea, who other than uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is standing up for a lot of this stuff? Nobody is. Nobody.
0: Nobody is. We're not hearing any of that. Um, from any Republicans. (sighs) Okay, so I did want to mention, we we talked about it briefly with Wendy on the show. Thursday, I'm emceeing um, the National Day of Prayer for San Diego Downtown Fellowship. It's going to be a great event. We did this last year, super well received. Um, I'm emceeing the event. Uh, Dr. Wendy's going to be speaking. Different people from the community are going to be speaking. You know, I don't talk a whole lot about my faith on the show um, but I am a Christian and I am a conservative and one of the things I'm most concerned about is the attacks on our freedom, uh, on our religious freedoms and so please stay tuned for updates. We'll tell you how you can watch on Thursday. Thanks for being here tonight. Love you all. See you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.